Hey, I'm Jordan Bayek from Foxborough, Massachusetts. I support West Bromwich Albion. And you're listening to the Arsenal podcast. Oh, wait, nope. It's the DU football show. <laughs> we won 2-0. Yeah, okay. yeah, you did. And yes, we did. And they lost 3-1. And, and they're going down. Going down. Uh, we're going to probably talk with him and someone from Fulham next week to kind awesome. of, you know. Exit interview? Exit interview. No, but Good call. to put a bow on it. Let's start the show. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right day, the fucking Gooner Graham. Smoke of a lord. Look straight in shorts. Sam Bramby. Sam Graham. Hello and welcome to the Drunken United Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston. And across the way from me is the well-rested vacation boy, Mr. Samuel Graham. How you doing, buddy? Feeling well. Still haven't changed my voicemail back. Yeah. But I'm going to get to that when I get home. You are so fucking unprofessional. Depending how much I drink tonight. Uh, I might save that for the morning. (laughs) I believe I left you a very candid voicemail that said, (laughs) you lazy fucker, change your voicemail. You did. You definitely did. Oh, you know, something about... uh, Priorities and responsibilities. That I got drunk have. last night, uh, losing fifty bucks playing poker. Oh, that's good. And I should speak because you know, well, I have a job and everything, except for I don't. We're recording at Studio H, just outside the nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to rate, subscribe, review, and share with a footballing friend. Should you want to chat with us, there is many ways that you can. Sammy, tell the good people how they can get in touch. Absolutely. It is at DU Football Show on all of your social medias and DU Football Show at gmail.com to get in touch via email. And a few of you have been, which has been great. So keep that going. Like our boy, Keith, Newcastle supporter and member of the uh, fantasy sporting community uh, mm-hmm. for Drunkard United. Congrats to Sam Graham. Wanted to congratulate you on winning the Fantasy League and for Arsenal, uh, pipping Everton for the Everton Cup. Nice eighth place finish. <laughs> Big Sam, there's always next year. Look on the bright side. Your team isn't owned by Mike Ashley. It was a fun season, boys. I enjoyed listening and looking forward to the new season. Oh, very nice. Thank yeah, you. That was very lovely. I enjoyed taking the piss out of you all for the last 10 months. <laughs> it has been a joy. <clears throat> well, the beauty is, is Newcastle is the gift that keeps on giving. And it's the off season. And this is when Mike Ashley starts pulling on his pud and gets really excited. Oh, yeah. And it's next time to thing sell you him. know. Hey, we finished in 12th. You know what else 12th meant? I think where they were in 17th is only about like 13.1 million or something in TV revenue. Right, right. Or prize money or whatever it is they, they offer now. Uh, in twelfth, uh, where they actually finished, is like thirty point four million or something like that. So it's, yeah, <laughs> so pasta place about to go out of business. That's gonna that's uh, gonna in buy Newcastle many, City Center. That's gonna buy many a new Dort Spirect <laughs> billboard, baby. That's for damn sure. Right, and also if you're in need of new track pants, uh, get on SportsDirect.com because <laughs> I'm reckon there's gonna be a sale soon. 
Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirits industry and both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we vow to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show. Sammy, what are we sipping on today? So we have a lovely little cocktail that you made for us, a Pimm's Cup. Uh, And this, the base spirit in this, was made with Summer Cup, uh, which is from New Columbia Distillers uh, out of Washington, D.C., the alcohol content on this is 33.2% by volume. Uh, it is a fruit and herb cordial. Um, actually, the base spirit, I guess, would be the mezcal gin. No, 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 no. That's the, the mezcal gin is just something I had you taste on the side. Oh, you did actually uh, put it in this. No, no, I'm no. sorry. That, that is, I got confused. It's, um, it's Green Hat. Green Hat Gin is the oh, base. Oh, the maker of these people. Yeah, exactly. This is a Green Hat Gin, and it's made in, new, the name of the distillery is New New Columbia Distilling. Yep. Um, and then they also have a um, vermouth line that they make as well. I believe it's called like Capeltine or something like that. Okay. Yeah. And it's basically their gin proofed down with a little bit of their uh, vermouth in it. Yeah. Um, it is delightful on its own <laughs> even. But then uh, in this lovely cocktail that you made with pity strawberries on the side, it is very, very good. <laughs> so a little bit about the drink itself. So uh, we're calling it a Pim's cocktail by default. Technically, a Pim's cocktail should have a Pim's cup in it is the right. uh, is the very specific. I think I might brand. have actually said Pim's cup a few minutes ago. You did. Yeah, so, Whoops. So we'll call this a summer cup since it is uh, that's the name of the bottle. But it's it's it's. The same damn thing. A, uh, a Pims is an, is an English uh, spirit. It's essentially a gin base with a um, little bit of a vermouth uh, herb added to it. And they do a little bit of fruit and stuff like that to it. But basically a cordial uh, normally runs around somewhere between 50 and 60 proof. Uh, very popular cocktail amongst uh, the cricket crowd. And as we know with cricket, it can go all day. So you drink Tons of these because you can because they're not very alcoholic. Right. They're not super, super strong. <clears throat> so what it is that goes into a cup specifically when you make the cup cocktail is your pims or your cup, whatever type of, you know, base that it is. In this case, it's the summer cup. Then you add uh, lemonade and ginger ale essentially to it. Now, you could do fresh lemon if you like. If you want to do it a little more proper, you would do fresh lemon and then mix that and then top it with ginger ale. But in this case, again, we make the big pitchers here over the summer when we're gin binging. And I made a big, big old thing of it, cut up a bunch of cucumber, threw that in there. Uh, Typically, you serve it with a cucumber slice and some strawberry, maybe a little bit of mint. But the idea behind this is it is very light, it is very aromatic, and it is very slammable. It's refreshing as hell. This is... You know when a great time to have this drink is? One of them hot-ash July, 95-degree, humid-as-fuck days. This is a great drink to have there. And as always, anything in lemonade tastes good. Anything in lemonade tastes good. It's just how it works. Yep. Uh, Mel, when you told me about the pity strawberries earlier, which we're not going to get into, it uh, did remind me, I don't know if you all are uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm enthusiasts, but uh, it reminded me of Spite Store. (laughs) <laughs> and when everybody was opening up spite stores, uh, we now have a term for fruit, but to make oneself feel better when you mm-hmm. feel sorry for yourself. Pity strawberries. And now it's pity strawberries. So it's pity berries. <laughs> Sam, if you are pity or spiteful, what should you always do? Either way, you should always drink responsibly. Hell yeah, you should. Let's get into it, kids. Forgot we were doing this, to be honest with you. It was also pitiful, still pitiful. 
Yeah, not particularly great. We cheers better when the glasses are more empty. <clears throat> okay, well, then drink more. Oh, no, wait. I know how that went last week. Maybe you shouldn't. That, that's because I had a lot to begin with before we even started. Yeah, you, and you kept and having them, too. I kept going. Yeah, I not. caught up. Uh, this season has come to an end, and Champions League and the rest of European spots are claimed on the final day. Tottenham 4, Leicester 2, Liverpool 2, Fuckers. Palace 0, Villa 2, Chelsea 1, West Ham 3, Southampton 0. Um, crazy day for the three Champions League spots because before halftime, all three teams had changed places, and at some point one of them was out of the Champions League. I mean, just fucking crazy. It was wild. It's, um, it's the beauty of this day. This That's what makes this That's why it's so much fun. Yeah, and absolutely. So fucking awesome. Now, Tottenham tried to give the game away. Oh, God, yeah. As, twice, actually. <laughs> um, and it was Harry Kane who wants to leave that mm -hmm. wrestled it back for them to begin with. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, obviously, you had Gareth Bale, who doesn't even technically belong to Tottenham anymore now that the season's over. Right. Uh, is the one that secured them conference league status. Mm -hmm. um, so enjoy your Thursday mornings in Estonia. <laughs> <laughs> but it was kind of a wild game. Uh, Jamie Vardy, two penalties. Um, mm -hmm. Barry's in both, same side, actually. Uh, kind of stupid by Hugo Lloris to not even attempt to go to the other uh, same side. Right. Because Jamie Vardy's that type of player. <laughs> Fuck you, I did it. Yeah. I'm going to fucking do it again. And... Larry's dove the same way both times, and it was not near the ball. Both times, wrong. Yep. Uh, but Harry Kane with a a, a, a lovely uh, volley um, to actually nutmeg Casper Schmeichel, and then Casper uh, Schmeichel trying to Hulk smash uh, a punch from a corner, and ended up buggering it up. Ended up in the back of his own net. Oh um, no! Now, for, <laughs> no, for, come on! Oh no! All right, for for me. <laughs> uh, I rather Rebecca Lowe, everyone. I rather quite enjoyed that. Um, <clears throat> we talked about this before. Just from it's my own personal uh, bias from being a keeper that running your mouth is not something you should do. And uh, Schmeichel is one of the more famed keepers that during penalties loves to stand right on the spot and run his mouth and talk a lot. Like he loves to do that. And I, I think it's classless. And also if you get scored on, even if, I mean, even if you save one and you win the, the PK, you got scored on four times, motherfucker, shut up, like yeah. sh shut your fucking mouth, try to do your job. Right. And him missing that ball and having that major of a gaffe in it ultimately costing them their season. I actually took a little satisfaction. <laughs> in it. I was like, run your mouth some more motherfucker, because you'll, you know what you'll be remembered for doing shit like that. That's they're not going to remember your goals. The, the saves you made in the fucking FA cup final. They're going to remember the fucking gaffe you made. I don't know how it was during the other broadcasts, but during the Villa Chelsea match, all we got was Tottenham updates. Oh yeah. Yeah. How the Tottenham game was Lester going. updates. Yeah. Oh, all of the time. I dare say they talked <clears throat> more about Tottenham Leicester and Chelsea than they did Villa. That's it. Yeah, we did the same thing in ours uh, that I was watching. They were talking a ton about what was going on Tottenham and in West the Ham because it was relevant. Guys yeah. for a and then y'all's game as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think once the third or fourth went in, they kind of just let that go. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, I think we that's pretty much settled. Don't, don't worry. One. Once the third one yeah. went in, Everton kind of <laughs> let it go too. <laughs> they even made an announcement. Oh, you can see Chelsea's coach now relaxing. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, in all of his club shop apparel. That annoys the absolute piss out of me. I can't stand that. How? How? Wear a suit. <laughs> Wear yes. a suit. Agreed. Put Agreed. a suit on. Even a track suit. I don't like it, but at least it's, you know, fine. You have the, the, <coughs> the track top with the one badge, and that's it, with a, right. a nice pair of jeans. Even Pep's cardigans, uh, you know, that he wears. Fine. Okay? You really should be in a suit. But, I mean, literally just using your employee discount at the club shop and having every piece of clothing on branded. I mean, you're like a kid on Christmas morning. <laughs> you know, that just I chose Chelsea November 15th, so my parents bought me all this shit for Christmas. You <laughs> know gonna, what I mean? It's like, have to... fuck off, mate. You're a grown man. <laughs> Put a suit on. We'll, we'll get into him. We'll get into him in a second because he was uh, rather direct about his team's play <laughs> in the poster. How fitting is it that even in getting into Europe, Spursy still Spursies it? And they're, and they're going yeah, to the conference, going to the conference league. league. Yeah, like, it's that like, is still pretty funny. It's so Spursy, man. It is very Spursy. They did deny me though, uh, you know. And in in our game, we did what we had to do. Mm. But it's and it's no one's fault but our own for for needing help to to not have St. Totteringham's Day. There's the reason why there is not Arsenal, Everton, or Leeds in this first segment. Why? Because it didn't fucking matter. West Ham and fucking Tottenham won, so it right. didn't fucking matter no, what yeah. the hell any of them did. Right, I'm just like it. They denied me my St. Totteringham's Day for the yep. first time in four years, which huh. is obviously annoying. Um, and you know, I mean, you can't fault them. It's just it's it's annoying because you know I I think that last day of the season you shouldn't be allowed to use loan players. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. All right, so. Uh, Liverpool uh, beat Palace. Mane scores two goals. It's really not what I even care to talk about. Klopp started his presser blaming the wind. And then somehow midway through it, discovered, oh, wait, we won. And it was like, it's difficult in in wins, too. winning, yeah. It was fucking... Him with the fucking wind. Like, he was already had it programmed to bitch about the wind. Felt it. it was windy like crazy. People love when I talk about the wind, but it was windy, and it's not good for football. And so we had we had really to to work hard. <laughs> had to work hard. It was hard. It really of the wind. isn't good in football. I I don't know. You're playing outdoor game, outdoor elements. <laughs> like, why are you- as we say in Portugal, the outdoors is the outdoors. <laughs> Indoors, indoors. That's what it is. And and the other big thing I wanted to point out about Klopp, I'm not sure if you realize this, Sam. Um, Klopp has a much different sleeping schedule than the rest of us. So I've heard. Um, you know, 365 days in the year. And when he was asked about his uh, constant injuries at center back, he said this. I, I, I woke up 500 times this year and, and thought something happened to a center half, even when nothing happened. So that's a, by my estimation, uh, was last year a leap year? No. Okay. So 365, 500, that's 135 naps that man took. Yeah. That's a minimum <laughs> of two, two, two and, and a half, half naps yeah, a week. Two and a half naps a week. That actually sounds kind of accurate. Doesn't sound very no. Uh, no. heavy metal uh, footy no, to me. It's not. It sounds like two fucking, and a half naps a week. No, it sounds like grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> And apparently, even with those naps, he woke up and apparently one of his players were injured. 
you don't have 500 essential <laughs> defenders, but apparently you woke up 500 No, he said times. he thought he, I thought something <laughs> happened. I thought like he was dreaming about it. I think. Uh, well, the other thing I love again is most of these managers, it's their second language. So some things come across, not how they meant it. Right. So what I think he was trying to say was every time I woke up, like I was dreaming about another player being <laughs> injured and another right, center precisely. back being hurt. But it came out all sorts of wrong. And then Matt's obviously is not his strong suit. Well, Ma- uh, like I said, Mane, Mane with two. Uh, didn't you say Mane had some interesting thoughts? Yeah. About the, uh- so apparently it came out that apparently when he was in the middle of that giant slump that he had, mm-hmm. he actually asked the medical team at Liverpool Football Club to perform extra tests beyond the scope that they normally do to see his... I mean, the, the confidence in that, right? The the Just the, the cojones you have in your on yourself... Right. Is, but this isn't like me. There must be some sort of virus or something. Clearly not <laughs> Something me. is wrong here. It's it's a stomach bug. I, I don't know what's happening. I need you to perform tests. So what you Take have. Take blood. What, what you Take have anything is an interesting you, disease called sucks a lot. Is currently <laughs> what's happening to you. Yeah. <laughs> that was very funny. Take a couple of aspirin and it'll clear up. You'll be all right. It was very, very funny. But, but hey, at the end of the day. And they finished third. Third. After all of that shit, they don't even have to qualify for the Champions League. All the insanity. They're straight into the group. Third, they're straight into the group, third place, you know? Which, <clears throat> if you took away all of that insanity and just said this year they were going to finish in third, you'd have looked around and said, okay, yeah, they could finish, they could win the league, but, you know, there's there's decent enough teams that could have finished in front of them, like City or or even United, or we would have thought Chelsea. You know, at the yeah. start of the season with the with the signings they had done, so it wasn't impossible to see them there, and that's where they ended up. I mean, as soon as Virgil Van Dyke got hurt, you knew there was going to be some trouble. Right, that much trouble though hey, that, that they that, found themselves in. At one point, I think they were seventh. Yeah, it's it's just. I mean, in the way City started without that twenty-one game winning streak, they weren't gonna. You know what I mean? They, they were in loads of trouble. Oh, yeah. But they, sort, they sorted themselves out. Liverpool never actually did, you know? And then as soon as they got that the injury to Fabinho and they had no fit center backs, mm-hmm. you know, and then uh, Fabinho comes back, Jordan Henderson goes down, so that you're always short. And he just didn't seem to have the tools to adapt. Yeah. I still- Which was strange for such a high-level coach and such a highly regarded coach. It was strange to see that they just didn't have what it took to- to, to to adapt, to change that. I still think the most fatal flaw in his plan for that for this season was not just going to the kids that are natural center backs and let Fabinho and Henderson do their job in front of the center backs. It's not like Allison in the title winning season. It's not like Allison had to make a ton of saves mm-hmm. because the people in front of them were so good. Right. And, but, but, when he when he finally did that and had Fabinho back healthy and started playing Fabinho at defensive central mid, what happened? They won games. Mm-hmm. They they pretty much won out. I what was the last five? I think both you and uh, them won out. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So hey, you'd be surprised too. I mean, look, how important is that Allison header now? Oh my God, it's it's everything. You know what I mean? They they would have drawn one one, and I. I don't have it in front of me because our recaps actually it's uh, our, re- our recap show for the for the whole league as a whole is next week for right. the whole league as Absolutely. a whole yep. is next week. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, vocabulary, kids, study it. <laughs> the, 
the big picture, right? Those two points that they gained from that header mm-hmm. essentially got them in the Champions League. Yeah. Right? That's, yes. That's wild stuff. Yeah. And yeah. after the year that both of them have had, you know, I mean, Klopp lost his mom, couldn't go to the funeral because mm-hmm. of COVID travel restrictions. So obviously he may have been, you know, you, one thing that I really loved about the season, I'm going to expound on this point uh, next uh, next week, is everybody thinks of athletes as machines, right? They're entertainers mm-hmm. and they're, you know, they're just machines. They're in tip-top shape. They're this, that, the other. And they should, you know, shut up and dribble. They should do the, you know, all these kind of things, right? That, that right or wrongly people say. This season, like no other, has made people view athletes <laughs> as the humans that they are. In all sports. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. Pep lost his mom. Klopp lost his mom. Neither were able to attend the funeral. Allison lost his dad. It wasn't due to COVID. Right. Um, it was a freak accident, uh, but wasn't able because of COVID restrictions to um, travel to the funeral. And there's there's a level of closure that comes from that. People people like Lingard coming out and talking about just the flat-out mental breakdowns mm-hmm. they had as all of this was going on. Yeah. and like they a, just fucking they lost it. They flat-out fucking lost it. Like, like football and basketball in this country is sometimes, you know, for a lot of these people— Footballers, their way out of the gutter. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Lingard especially had, his mom was sick. He was taking care of his siblings. The family's finances essentially rested upon him. And all of that sort of stuff as well. That pressure, that added, mm-hmm. you know, stuff is is heavy. And these people are human beings. And if you, football is a very expressive sport. There's not a lot of X's and O's. There's not a lot of you know, set plays that you run mm. typically, which is why, you know, when a corner like Ndidi's comes off, you know, we, we think of, you know, we're like, oh, wow. Right. You know, set play actually worked. Right. <laughs> you know, so right. that's why it's, everyone says a training ground routine. Yeah. No, typically, um, typically it's you, you set your formation, you put your players out there and you tweak the formation and personnel. It's a chess match, but yeah. it's as far as, legit you, hardcore play there's a stylistic way you play but, but you, you also it's not like it's a a goes to b b goes to c c goes in the back of the net it's just not how it fucking works no and you may say like yeah attack down the left they're weaker there mm-hmm. but the actual football itself is you expressing yourself yeah and precisely. think of any creative line of work you know if Mel, if you're having a shit day, you're not going to do your flowers so good. No, in fact, that's probably half my problem is getting my brain to focus when like shit's going sideways. Yeah. If you're uh, think anybody out there that has a talent that has a, you know, one mm-hmm. of those creative things, if you're a songwriter, if you're a poet, if you're whatever, if you're down in a dump, so you're having a shit day or you're depressed or, or any of these sorts of, you know, altered moods in a negative way. You can't really express yourself Mm-mm. properly. Maybe music's a bad thing, a bad one example, because a lot of pain, <coughs> a lot of some of the best music come is, from pain, come yeah, from pain and problems. You get on a block and you're dealing with it at that moment. It's oh hard yeah, to yeah, yeah, and absolutely. You know, versus you know an accountant, <laughs> right? Still go just do accounting things. The numbers are the numbers. There's, you can't change that, right? But when you're trying to create something from scratch, from <laughs> nothing, and express yourself, and you're in a shit way, yeah. it's hard to do. So maybe you know. This season was lovely to see people kind of support footballers as human beings again, yeah. you know? Well, and supporters just supporting their club. Like, oh, you know, in the case of Everton, so many season ticket holders just went, I'll pay for my tickets this year. Yeah. D- don't worry about it. Make, uh, you make, know, make and, sure people have jobs. And Take Manchester United fans going in to inspect the pitch before <laughs> that game. It was- <laughs> 
Just amazing. <laughs> Quite lovely of them. You know, Sam. <laughs> Apparently, it wasn't up to standards either because it got postponed. <laughs> exactly. I'm surprised to be saying this. Villa fucked twice in London in a week. <laughs> That's right. They absolutely did. Beat Spurs and beat fucking Chelsea, man. And you know what? Chelsea looked organized at first, but for the most part, Villa got it to him, man. Oh, they, yeah. they were in their fucking and by the by the second half, by the end, Chelsea was fucking rattled. They mm-hmm. were they they were definitely crumbling to the pressure. I am very nervous for Chelsea in the Champions League final because they cannot seem to score goals. Everyone seems to be offside all the time. Mm-hmm. Team of owner especially. Mm-hmm. But they just, I mean, he had two goals disallowed in this game. And and will and will <laughs> And get only to one it. of them was him being offside. And, the other one was someone else. And we'll get to it. City was purring mm-hmm. like a perfectly tuned fucking engine. Oh, yeah. They were on fire. So, Big time. oh yeah, you gotta definitely feel nervous. It's for just, Chelsea. it's, it's crazy. Villa were on top for for decent stretches in this game. They they <laughs> didn't rest on their laurels. They kept piling forward, and Chelsea couldn't deal with it. Uh, it was a good penalty by El Ghazi, obviously sticking the penalty away. But mm-hmm. what a fucking opener from Bertrand Traore! Mm-hmm. It was beautiful. That was crazy. Beautiful. And, and maybe that was the, off. not in Didi. It wasn't the lesser game. It was this game that had yeah. the training ground routine. Oh, the kick corner. To the corner to the top of the box. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. I got that mixed the up. The only lesser um, corner I was thinking of was the, because two, two Vardy pens. The only lesser corner I was thinking You're about right. was the screw up by Schmeichel. Eh, good enough. That's Some, sorry about it. Sometimes it all blurs together. Seems yeah. to be a lot of yellow cards from Chelsea. And I do have a question. <laughs> Where will uh, what's his face is? I thought I could say it, but I can't. Aspilicueta. That's the one. Will his red card affect? Yes. Ooh, the start ooh, of next ooh. season. Yeah. The start of next season, not the Champions oh, League okay. final. That was my question. No. Uh, if you get a red in the Champions League, you're yeah. only banned for champ. It only applies to that competition. Gotcha. gotcha. Now, domestically, though, mm-hmm. that disciplinary action falls under the entire FA purview. So if you get banned domestically for something, a cup game can count in that ban. Gotcha. So the FA Cup or League Cup, you can use as part of those three games that Which he's going to get. Which typically helps in the start of the season because it's a game you were probably sitting anyways. Right. Like an early season League Cup game, you got a red card. It's like, ah, yeah, well, he was going to be sitting out of the cup match anyways. Right, especially for somebody that plays for Spain. Yeah. You know, has a decent chance to go far in the Euros. Mm-hmm. Who would have been, you know, all you have to do is name him in the squad for the suspension to count. Right. And then he is not there, so you're fine. <coughs> yeah, you know? precisely. Oh. Um, but yeah, no, he was definitely tired of getting fucked and he tried to bitch slap Jack Relish. <laughs> that happened. No, I believe he swung back with all of his might and punched Jack clear across the field, at least based on Jack's reaction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a... Glad to see he's still uh, nightlining I, as a club performer. I gotta, yeah. I gotta it's, imagine. Fuck, his hair's a bit long as well. He's Meryl Streep. Oh, it's because he's doing Shakespeare on the he's side. He's overacting. That's all it is. I'm Meryl really, Streep over there. I'm really intrigued <laughs> to hear how Brummies handle him getting the old smack like that and then acting the way he got smacked. I that's very unbrummy of a shove you, man. Uh, it is. <laughs> it, well, yeah, that's, but that's not how they. That's not how they act. But technically, <laughs> brummies are very good at getting one over on people. At the kind of uh, the true. dark arts and the slide, <laughs> yeah. right? Very so true. Very true. I'll faking give you that. it and kind of exaggerating things to get someone sent off, or to and kind of, you know skirting that kind of Sergio Ramos kind of area 
of the dark arts, that is very brummy at the same time. I mean, look at Big Sam. Yeah. He might be from Yorkshire, but at the same same sort of situation. <laughs> and Tuchel at the end of the match. Oh, he, he took the entire team, grabbed them by shirt, top, and pants right under that bus. Yeah. Just, not good enough. We were terrible. Everybody lost their cool. Our team didn't play well. Nobody was disciplined. I'm upset. We need to do better. Like, damn. That's the last well, game of the season. You just got to be like, all right, hey, look, we're moving on the Champions League. And then you say that to them, like, when you meet on Monday, or I'm sorry, Tuesday probably, to sit down and do your first film session, you rip them all a new asshole for looking as bad as they fucking did. But Was wow. it the, the Tuesday game they played before the FA Cup final mm-hmm. where he played a bunch of kids, made a bunch of changes? Yeah, I think to it was. To rest yeah. everybody? Yeah. After that game, he said, you know, it's, it's, it's my fault this happened. You know, I, it, it's my fault I picked these players. <laughs> which is like so you're what you're saying is you're blaming them right but it was your fault for picking a shit group of players you just never should have picked so them just, in the first place yeah what so tu- it's like what tuchel's working on now is, he's actually you know just saying it out loud well properly. As, you, as you said it from his time with uh dortmund and then with um um with psg that he's a bit of a wild card I think he's already understanding what life is like at a Chelsea football club. And he's already setting up the excuses. He's just, I I know I'm only, I I know this is now the only trophy that matters is the champions league final because by January of next year, if we are not top of the league, I will be fired. We could be in second and a point behind and I'm going to be fired. Possibly, (laughs) especially if he does what he normally does and pisses the board off. Mm -hmm. But Speaking of excuses, mm-hmm. did you hear why Chelsea, one of the potential reasons that they lost this game? No. Mel, uh, I don't know why on such a blistering cold day, uh, and I don't know what's going on with the weather in England at the moment. It's the end of May, and it's freezing in a lot of places, and windy as hell, according to Jurgen. Uh, but <laughs> So I don't know what happened on this particular day, but the Chelsea coach was hung up at the gate at Villa Park for 15 minutes. And the reason was described to the media as ice cream eating stewards. So apparently <laughs> the stewards Well, that's the show title. <laughs> apparently the people the people working the gate to let the coach in were just standing around eating ice cream. And the coach couldn't get in, and they were stuck on the bus. That is the greatest mindfuck of all time. Okay, so so what I'm imagining is... is Like, whoever came up with that stall technique is brilliant. That's a Ted Lasso move. One, one, of, one of, like, the... One no of the shit. tropes... One of the tropes we've seen, like, in... Uh, I know Chappelle show's done this one before, when they did the uh, the copying machine one. Yeah. With, with like, the... Uh, um, uh, black woman just sitting there on the phone, just talking on the phone, and the person's like, can I help you? And she's like... Excuse me, I'm on the phone. <laughs> and it goes back to her. You hear this bitch over here? She's trying to interrupt me. What the fuck's going on, right? I could see all these stewards just licking ice cream cones. Yeah. Just going, hey, <laughs> see we're up to something here, right? <laughs> let us finish our fucking tasty treat, and then we'll let you the our, fuck in. Our tasty treat. <laughs> fuck off. 
You know, so back to looking the right cream Smith cone. Came by and goes, here's here's some money, lads. Go get yourself, some, get ice yourself cream. some ice cream. You know? No, yeah. no, no, no. I would rather think not that Dean showed up with money. No. Dean showed up with a dozen <laughs> ice cream cones in his hand. He went, here you go, boys. Here you go. Have some, have some ice cream. <coughs> That's the best. And and the important thing is to make sure that it's. <laughs> Dean Smith comes running out of Villa Park. Anybody want anything? I'm fine, boys. It's the last game of the season. Just want to say thank you for all you do. And, and Sam, here's the key thing. It has to be Dean. Because if it's Sean Terry, might not want to eat that ice cream. Don't know where it's been. West Ham are playing European football, Sammy. I can't believe it. Fucking, I mean. That's wild. You, you, you're it's amazing. Hit, I, I had them going down. I, I talked about it earlier I in the season. I did too. I'm gonna, I'll pull out my predictions. I had them going down. It was going to be a train wreck, and no offense to David Moyes, the game had passed him by. I don't think he was the right guy for the job. He had already been there once. It just, it felt like such a throwaway from the Dildo Brothers. And <clears throat> Moyes said, fuck that. Yep. And he, and he got that team to listen to him. It's almost like he and, remembered he was Scottish. Yeah, and and, was, and just like we're fucking doing this. Like, Moyes, what is, why am I being pushed around by Moyes everyone? Moyes had the blue straight yeah. pinned across the front of a William Wallace with a fucking huge dildo in the air, going, "They'll never take our freedom." Like, I just and and the entire team responded to him. Oh yeah, and there's there's luck in it because. People stayed healthy. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, yes, you know, Antonio got it, hurt for a while, but it was Lingard came in right at the right time, yep. and Rice got hurt, but and Noble Lingard, I mean, what a, what a pickup! Just Jesus, what a pickup Lingard was! <laughs> uh, what a revelation mm-hmm. he was! I mean, he was, and we'll talk about him later too. He's like Joe Willock at Newcastle, right? Single handedly keep kept the club up, right? Jesse Lingard essentially pushed West Ham over the edge for Europe. Because you would have said ninth place finish West Ham fucking well done after what happened last year and the end of last season. But Jesse Lingard came on, gave him a bit of style, gave him a bit of panache, and everybody seemed to make everyone better. Yeah, it was incredible. And then, of course, a couple goals from uh, Fornals. uh, And then then a great little goal. Smokey said Fornals got 80 shots now, five goals (laughs) after (laughs) after those two. Um, And then... Uh, not exactly the position you would expect to see Declan Rice on that third goal, but hey. But Southampton <laughs> was over it. They yeah. were, and I told you last week uh, on injury time, which you can find at www.patreon.com backslash do you football show. Uh, when I, on, um, on injury time, I told you that Southampton and Wolves were the two teams mostly uh, in the league that said, I just want to fuck this season. I just we're cannot done. wait till Sunday's done. over. <laughs> want this to be fucking done. <laughs> COVID uh, restrictions are easing up. I'm going to be on a beach in Dubai very, very soon. Fuck everybody. Yeah. I'm gone. And the way in which the season was ending, none of them (laughs) motherfuckers are going to be in the England squad or in their respective national team squads. Uh, Some of of, uh, of Wolves' players might. Ings, maybe if he's healthy. Yeah, but they needed to get the fuck out of there. Yeah. And I, you know what? I'm going to give you a little hot take. Do it. I think West Ham is going to be in for Danny Ings. Okay. Because we've seen him at a massive club in, in mm-hmm. Liverpool and injuries and everything else kind of failed him. West Ham will be able between him and Antonio together. 
the amount one of, of them, injuries each of them have. One of them will be fit at all times, yeah. I'm sure. And then I figure the the European money they get affords them to get Lingard. And it's back. It's West Ham being back in Europe. <clears throat> so it's an upgrade for Danny Ings from Southampton. Oh, absolutely. I like that. That's, that's an excellent take. That's, I just thought of that driving on the way over here today. You know, obviously not a West Ham supporter. Would have much preferred seen my team there. I know you would have much preferred to see your team there. But still, hell of a feel-good story for this season. Everything being said, good fucking on you, Irons. Like, good on you. Yeah, it's it was pretty well done from them. Rounding out the rest of the league in, oh, so that happened. Newcastle 2, Fulham 0. Leeds 3, West Brom 1. Arsenal 2, Brighton nil, Manchester United two, Wolves one, Manchester City five, Everton nil. Newcastle ends up in twelfth place. Yeah. No, that's a question. Oh, <laughs> that was an answer. Yeah, yes, they I did. Thank you. I mean, thank you. I'll uh, be here all week. I, they um. Here's here's the one thing I can say about that before you get into your thought process. Is at least probably the most undelusional fans in the world currently are Newcastle supporters as they know this is all smoke and mirrors. If you ask, and I mean, they're probably the most pessimistic fans, supporters in all of football. That's probably true. You go, you go right, but you finished 12th to be like, ah, it means fucking nothing. <laughs> Ashley's going to fuck this off. Bruce is going to, Bruce is going to get an extension. We're going to sell St. Maximon. We're fucked. It's over. Don't worry about it. Yep. Yeah, you're absolutely right. <laughs> I'm going to go punch a horse now. Like <laughs> the, <laughs> Um, no, I mean, Fulham dominated possession in this game as well, but they didn't register a single shot on target. They ultimately just went down without a whimper. And you kind of feel for them because it seemed like they figured out the back uh, of, of the team um, and then could not score a goal to save their lives. No, not at it all. Was just, it was pitiful. Yeah. Joe Willock equaled Alan Shearer's record, uh, club record, because mm-hmm. the, the record is Jamie Vardy now after beating out Rude von Nisselrooy. Uh, but Joe Willick equaled the club record Alan Shearer set by scoring in seven consecutive games that he played in. Yep. The only game that he missed was a game that he was contractually obliged to miss. What's Arsenal? Was against us because we're his parent club. Right. And he is on loan there. Lacazette is rumored to leave. Mm-hmm. Throw fucking Joe Willick up there. Yeah. <laughs> Give a fuck. <laughs> He's fucking scoring. Dude. You know what? This is... This is exactly why you loan a player. Exactly. You let them go, get you, and have one him of, teach Steve Bruce something and then come back. One of two things is going to happen when, when that happens is either you look to now make him a valuable asset yep. that you can sell for profit, or he comes back to your club and helps your club. Period. End of discussion. Willick's done that. You don't need to sell him. No. Get him into your lineup and let him play. Yep. You know what? Lacazette wants out. That's an asset you can sell. Go fucking sell it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's a laundry list of players who I think are ready to play at that club. Absolutely. So, but good um, on but it, Willick. It was, it was a good performance from Newcastle. They were obviously comfortable the entire time. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, like I said, Fulham didn't even put a shot on target. The penalty was a definite penalty, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And Fabian Shaw, with all of the composure and relaxedness of the the Aguero Panenka from a couple weeks ago. <laughs> he took that bit and then made it good. The way in which he just looked the goalkeeper off, rolled it very calmly into the far side as the goalkeeper dove and flapped at nothing. Looked like you sinking your eagle, eagle putt. Just Brilliant. 
Nice yeah. and soft. Rolled right in. Absolutely. It was the tits as he beat Ariola there. <laughs> <laughs> um, Leeds end up in ninth? <laughs> yeah. They that, did. No, no, no. That's that's also a question, Sam. Leeds <laughs> end up in ninth? Yeah. Uh, I credit to him. They didn't. You know what? It is said Bielsa is still walking around Ellen Road right now, muttering to himself about how did we finish in ninth? Probably dissatisfied with the ninth place finish. Give us five more. If this was the championship. We did one even more and gone further up the table. Fuck you. Let's get up again <laughs> there. No, it's more like now I got to stay in this godforsaken place because it did so goddamn good. We didn't crash <laughs> and burn like we normally do. I don't like pies. What are pies? <laughs> I, I want some sort of exotic Argentinian fish. Oh, yeah. Fabulous. That was brilliant. Hey, good. You know what? Good on them. Just a nice dominant performance, which, you know, they had that one. What was about four or five weeks ago that they fucked off? And I think I told you after they had fucked that one off, I was like, they ain't doing that again. No. Not a Bielsa managed club. They know, are not doing that again. I feel really bad for West Brom and their supporters because they <laughs> deserve better than the pompous prick that is Big Sam. Oh, fuck yes. They deserve more than that. The Albion deserve a de- like someone like Slavin Billet, somebody that's going to give their all, that's going to at least give it a go, going to try. Right. Not Iscount Bag. And they were completely let down by the board. The owner wants out. The just the whole thing is a shit show. And I feel for those supporters. They deserve much better than that. This is something that should be happening to Tottenham and not to West Brom. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's something that might be happening to Tottenham next season. Very soon. Depending, depending, because because they have King a child goes, in charge. If King goes, Son ain't gonna want to stay there any longer. Yeah, I think Ryan Mason's younger than me. Yeah. So yeah, you want me in charge of a football club with no. my life experience? No. Come on, no, be a right proper not. lot. We would yeah. be a right proper lot. But no, it was it was excellent. Rodrigo got the opener um, uh, on seventeen minutes. Excuse me, Calvin Phillips. This one I think is probably more on Johnstone than it is on Phillips. Yeah. Uh, but uh, a good free kick nonetheless. I mean, he got it up and down. It bounced before the goalkeeper, as you're meant to do. Uh, Johnstone was just down way too early. I think he thought it was coming, and it was no coming yet. <laughs> and then it finally, uh, finally got there and bounced right over top of his head. A nice touch. Uh, oh, and then Bamford, which good for him. Had a great season. <clears throat> Deserves a goal at the end to cap it off. 17. That's fabulous. And then how Cons- Robson considering, considering for a, oh yeah. a spot on someone's bench next season. <laughs> um, hey. <laughs> to stay employed. <laughs> not not that it ultimately mattered for you winning the uh, fantasy league, but I'll let you know. Oh, it matters. It was a Shea Adams, shit. I had Shea Adams. He obviously got benched right before the game uh, due to an injury. Robinson Canu got auto-subbed for me which gave me the 44 to 41 win over your uh, opponent, JB. There you go. Well so, done. Little, I, little, see, little but here's there the, for you. I took care of my business. I uh, was fine. And, and, and don't worry, we won't talk about the minus one that Gilfie had for missing a fucking penalty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but a, a nice touch, um, subbing two players out a minute apart so they could both get their standing ovation. Um, and I asked Gekko about them uh, on Facebook messenger uh, just to, to see who they were. Cause I had never really heard of them to be honest. Uh, and that was Berardi um, was out of contract at the end of last year, signed a deal, tore his ACL. Oh, so the club stuck with him, signed him again to a one-year contract, so he could experience the Premier League essentially. So he could just be in the Premier and League, and I, I think he made four appearances mm-hmm. and started the last two games. Oh, very so good. Good on him there, and and the Leeds fans were very 
Gecko said works very, very hard, all that kind of stuff. Uh, very unassuming, kind of quiet guy off the pitch, but an absolute monster on it. And then Pablo Hernandez uh, was their player of the year three years running uh, and one of the first te- uh, names on the team sheet. Uh, and he will also be leaving mm-hmm. the club uh, now. Well, that we that we kind of expected with Pablo Hernandez because he had just, you know, he pretty old already. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Been with but, him for a while. So they... um. That was I, I love seeing that you know the mm-hmm. the respect that clubs give uh, to to proper servants of their of, of we'll those talk teams, about so. another one of those uh, right at the end here that I'm going to try not to talk about because I really don't want to talk about it because just want to pretend like it never happened. Um, <laughs> Pepe, another fucking uh, brace, dude. Yep. Finally getting some money on that, ret- on the, uh, uh, on get that, some return on that money. On that Eastern Motors uh, buyout. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. <laughs> Eastern Motors car loan to buy Pepe. Well, uh, you know, you're going to need him to keep doing that for the next, uh, what, 14 years? Because uh, that's how your payments are fucking static. <laughs> yeah. Hey, your job's with credit. <laughs> exactly. We, uh, that was lovely. <laughs> Two very classy finishes, uh, mm-hmm. in my opinion. The Arsenal were all over Brighton. I mean, we dominated the game uh, in general. Bird Leno had to make two or three saves. Oh, only one was decent. The other ones were pretty routine. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, Bird Leno wants out as well, uh, which is strange, um, especially after we sold Martinez, Martinez to keep to keep him specifically yeah. in the faith that the club showed in him, and now he wants out. That's kind of fucked uh, up. Kind of go fuck yourself. Yeah. Is, oh, so oh, or or, we'll or what? Or one say uh, I'm a seagull. Go fuck yourself. Well, the seagulls didn't win. Yeah. No, they didn't. But that's a, push the button, Mel. He needs a giggle. <laughs> he needs a giggle. That has been going through my head all freaking weekend. In my way downtown, walking fast. I'm a seagull. Go fuck yourself. But yeah, no. I mean, it was kind of start to finish Arsenal, and we made it happen. Finally got some finishing. Couple of good counterattacks. Uh, we looked good for a change. Thomas Partey hit the bar. It was almost party time. Uh, <laughs> lovely volley he had, but it, it was it was a good game. It was you know we did what we had to do, but ultimately it was a damp squib because Tottenham won there. So Nine. yep, it I was s- just our lowest ever finish, and uh, not ever since I've been a supporter, our lowest ever finish, um, and uh, first time in twenty six years without European football. Allow me. Allow I'm not going to cry. It's hey, okay. Sam, I'm not going to cry. I swear. Allow me. Allow me to welcome you to the world of mid table problems. I feel this every year, brother. When you go. Eighth place. Well, we almost got to Europe. No, we didn't. Wait, we or we were better than our rivals. No, 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 we weren't. No, no, no. So, welcome to to mid table we mediocrity. We will be next year when Tottenham sell Harry Kane and bring in Ryan Brewster on loan. <laughs> Cannot wait. Blades go out on a win and Burnley survives. I mean, that's really not much more you can say about it. The only thing that I have to say about it is this is the game that lost me the betting segment. Yes, I got everything else correct. And Sheffield decided to go down with the fight for and, a change. And in your bet, in your bet, you said, I bet you the Sheffield Burnley one's the one that fucks me. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what you said last yeah. week. Yeah. Uh, but that's it. I'm tired of Sheffield, uh, and now I'm pissed off at them as well. Uh, McGoldrick had the goal, and the stats are basically equal. That is all that they are going to get from me. Uh, yeah. You talk about whatever you want. No, Burnley will talk a bit, a little bit about next week because it's interesting with the new ownership and everything, but it's also the kind of club that their payroll thrives 
off of the ability to be able to sell seats and there was nobody in the stands this year. So even if there is new ownership, how much money do they really have to spend? So that'll be as a whole, very interesting to, to talk about, but again, that's a next week problem. Manchester United beat Wolves. Like you said, Wolves were along with Southampton, the two teams that were just fuck. This. It's an, and and yeah. Nuno announcing that he was leaving as well. Exactly. It's kind of a, Going into a bit of a tough situation there. Yeah, I, I'm also very intrigued by that that whole thing. Again, more to talk about next week. But Nuno announcing it ahead of time, was that Nuno getting in front of it um, before Wolves let him go? Because it seemed like the, as we were getting down the stretch, neither side was particularly happy with one another. Well, of course not. I mean, there was a ton of bad results. Yeah. I mean, also hard to expect you to have good results when... The bulk of your players are injured. Players yeah, are well, injured. Yeah. Pivotal players are yeah. injured. Yeah. yeah. Raul Jimenez, obviously, being the the, the uh, one that sticks out. You sell Jota, and Potence is going to be the guy to replace him. And Potence does fuck all half for the a season. Bit, and then he's out for half the season as well. Yeah. Yeah. Just hard, you know? Nieto out. Like, just so many players. I also, I also think he was trying to get in front of Tottenham hiring somebody. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because Tottenham is a bigger job. Oh, God. Oh, God. Than, yeah. Than yeah, Wolves. Yeah. Um, so, good to, good no to see a kid, the kid score for uh, for United, yes. know, which was nice. Yep. I uh, I missed his name, and I left space for me to type it in. It never did. It never did. So I don't know his name. You know what? And enough, is it Angala? Enough people talk enough about fucking Manchester United. <laughs> Let us not speak on it anymore. You know what, Ray? Email in so we can't so we don't read it out. <clears throat> Will you? Heard. All right. Um, yeah, let's move it on. It's, Donnie Vanderbeek. Played. Yep. Oh, yeah, and got a penalty. Don't know why he doesn't play, Yeah, but he did today and won a penalty. Yeah, maybe he'll start playing now. Who I feel knows? really bad for him. I'd love a loan for Donnie Vanderbeek to Arsenal. That'd be great. He'd fill in nicely for a season. Yeah. yeah. Back up to Partey. Yep. Offer a little something different. <coughs> Not Lo- against that. Lovely old job. Yeah, would be. <laughs> I, I, who knows what you know who else you could use him? Who? You. Yeah, we could, yeah, we could definitely use him. You know who That's I want to buy for Arsenal? Who? Really bad? Eves Basuma. From, oh, uh, from Brighton. Brighton. Yeah. yeah. He's a fucking he's, workaholic. He's he's on a lot of people's radars. That's that's he's someone awesome. that's someone who's definitely not going to be a Brighton next no, year. No, he makes Brighton tick. Yeah. He's not going to be there next year. He that's does everything. Sure. He does everything. So the I tried to stall for you, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> City Everton. Well, I mean, I, I told you that that fucking engine was purring. And the minute I saw that lineup, I went, oh, they're not taking the game off, are they? I told you they weren't. Gonna, this is the play-in. Fuck. They want the party. They're in front of their fans for the first time in, in a year. Fuck me. Yep. Um, it could best, for, for me, it could best be described watching that match. Seven minutes in, uh, Richarlison sees yellow for pulling on De Bruyne's, uh shoulder and pulling him down. Professional yellow, I get it. Okay, but the ref throws that yellow. All right, you've established what today is going to be, right? These are the kind of things you're going to hand out a yellow card for. They were meant to, yeah. Five minutes later, right in the middle of the field, right in front of the ref, De Bruyne, hand on the shoulder of Richarlison, pulls him right to the ground. It's the Jordan rule. Yeah. No, no yellow. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Apparently... Deborah is like, well, let me see what else I can get away with. She filled up with half the damn glass. <laughs> within a minute, within a minute, and it's gonna be pretty full. I will be all right. We'll, we'll make it. We'll make do. Um, it's about a shot and a half. That's fine, and I'll do it because it was really fucking. Bad. We lost real bad. 
Um, typically, if you're going to make remarks, you should ha- not that I'm encouraging you to unmute, but <laughs> next n- next time you should be unmuted. <laughs> but and then De Bruyne clips Allen in the middle of the field, like honestly, a minute later, the very next play clips him, gets him right in the knee. And then the ref decides to talk to him. I'm like, okay, well, that's this is clearly what we have established today is that is that they can do no wrong and we are not going to make them do any wrong. They're fucking going to like, here it is. And then you look at the fucking, I mean, two great goals, by the way, um, great goal by De Bruyne to open up the scoring great goal by fucking, um, uh, Jesus. It was a nice little piece of work from him. Nothing Pickford could do. By the way, Pickford finished the game with eight fucking saves in this fucking five nothing. It could have been eight or nine nothing. Yeah, when I saw the score, I was worried for Jordan Pickford's England place, to yeah. be honest with you. And then I watched the highlights. He did. And I was like, nothing ah, wrong. Actually, he did. If yeah. anything, he bolstered his opportunity because <laughs> he was making a fuck ton of saves. There was one distribution issue. I think it was on the third goal. Yeah, yeah. Where but, he kind of fucked it. But, Gave it to a player that was already under pressure, but then they lost it. He yeah. stopped three one-on-one fast breaks. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, no, he, right. So um, did Ruben Diaz. <laughs> yes, which is what I'm about to get to. Uh, Ruben Diaz goes in from behind on Richarlison, takes out his first leg, not the leg that has the, the, the ball on the foot, from behind, does not get any contact on the ball, doesn't even go for the ball. Sees an automatic yellow. VAR believes it's also a yellow. The last time I checked, David Louise got a red card because his knee hit the heel of a player on his leg running back, like his backward motion of his leg. Yep. How is that not a red card? Well, you know, it's Manchester City. Yeah, we don't want to. We don't want to spoil the party. Fuck me. And it's Mike Dean was in charge, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, no, when Dean. Oh, it wasn't. Dean. And then goal number three. When goal number three happened, it was like you could just kind of tell Everton were just like fuck this, you know. Already by that point of time, they know West Ham are winning. They know Tottenham's evened it up, and it was just eh. yeah. I, on, and and then and then you look it, at it. You look it, at it all, and it's like. But we're, we're so tenth, close. We're in tenth fucking place, man. Like we're in tenth fucking place. Yeah. Ah, uh, very just aggravating. Two, just two above Newcastle. Yeah. I fuck. I mean, who took six points off of us? So, uh, uh, this shot is to. Uh, uh, it was fun hanging out with the uh, Baltimore toffee, Toffees at uh, Region Ale. Had a great time doing that. Got my new really kick-ass scarf. So there you go. Woohoo! Yay. Well, it is what it is, buddy. <sighs> The last day of the season is a strange old beast. You know what? It tastes like you got exactly what we got out of the season. Yeah. Fuck all. Yeah, pretty much. It's time to tell you what little we know it is prediction time. Uh, Sammy, you may be the king of fantasy, but in reality, you suck. (laughs) Yep. Uh, You finished down $2,065. What I will say, Sam. Mm-hmm. Thoughts on being the worst of us? It's 66.66 repeating percent mm-hmm. of the time. Mm-hmm. It works 100% of the time. Because for the first two seasons we did this, I won this segment. Uh, not last season, I won. 
I don't think you did. No, I did. I, I did, thought I pulled it f- out on the last day no, of the season with the wha- wonky bullshit. No, because you had to do four shots. I won. I will gladly go back and prove it, but I won. All right. We'll have to find that out. Because that has to do with mine, which is better than Graham again. Okay. We might have to go back and prove that. I think. Either way, it doesn't matter. Pass me an earthworm because I fucking lost. Because <laughs> of Burnley. <laughs> fucking Burnley. Fucking Burnley. Did you get the photo? I mean, it was upside down, but I got the photo. Whatever. <laughs> Fuck it. There we go. I was upside down with the bookies. Yeah. No shit. Uh, so, I, <coughs> that, nothing. Never mind. Fuck it. You know who finished the best out of all of us? The chicken. No. And now, it's time for our degenerate gambling friend, Pat's Pick of the Week. He hit who's his wackadoodle bet and ended up, like he said, up $40 bought a 30-pack and a pint of Fireball and saw out the rest of the weekend. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Yep, he he hit, and that put him up 40 bucks. So good on him. He had picked uh, leads um, over a goal and a half, and they won by two. So voila, hit his bet. I, good for I, him. As We're we never going to hear the end of this. As, as, I, as we know, I took a uh, big swing and missed horribly. So I finished the season down 1135, which is less than you. Big Sam's Lock of the Week. I'm a big fan of big, of nice, simple round numbers, Sam. So 25% of the time, it works 100% of the time. And I'm better than you. And that's all that matters. So just 25% of the time. <laughs> it's more than him and I lost less. So yay for me. <laughs> okay. And then, of course, we do have to check in on Everyone's favorite feathered friend, Kitty the Chicken. What does Prediction Poultry have for us this week? Prognosticating poultry. I thought I had it. Our prognosticating poultry had hit her final bet of the season to finish the year at 20 and 19, which is over 500 for a second year in a row. She's better than us no matter what, Sam. Yep. Well, Kitty would like me to thank all of her famous friends that helped her to succeed this season. She'll be taking the summer off to spend it with a certain someone in Dubai, enjoying Skittles, Red Bull, and vodka. Hmm, wonder who that is. Well, speculation aside, I do have to remind y'all one more time to always gamble legally and responsibly. Much like your eagle, can you just hurry up and get it over and done with? Say, before I, I uh, talk about my famous win, uh-huh. I do want to say how funny it is to hear Mel hey, go haywire for a second <laughs> over the word prognosticate. Yeah. She and that all, happened four times. All the time with that Four word. times a season. Yep. I can't. And I thought I had it in my head. That's the worst part. I said it in my head. I'm like, yeah, I fucking got this. And then, but I'll do bob, bob, bob. Come out of my mouth. You can see the sparks flying out of your ears. Just like, they, 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 Fuck it. Prognosticating. Prognosticating poultry. There we go. Well done. All right, I won the fucking fantasy league. Yes, you did. Uh, our draft league, of course, that is. Um, I finished on 76 points uh, with 1,438 uh, points, which was actually only like 25 behind Gekko. 
I thought this was going to be a funnier bit, but I never checked it. <laughs> you win the league with 25 less points than Geckel. Yeah, who finished in 12th. He had 1474. I had 1438, so 36 points. How about that? <laughs> Less than he did. Well, how brilliant is that? Uh, Ray, of course, <laughs> finished in second. JB in third. Allen in fourth. Lindsay in fifth. Uh, Her Highness, who I took out on the last, last day of the season. Those two, however, get the special honor of finishing on 69 points. Wait. Uh, <laughs> Keith in sixth. Smokey in seventh. You, my good sir, up to eighth. Mm-hmm. Finishing in the Arsenal Cup spot. Yep. Did what <laughs> I needed to do. That's right. Uh, Elliot down to ninth. Robert in 10th. Our boy Rob, of course. Russ in 11th. Uh, the Newcastle. Of- I was, I was going to say, Russ Russ and Rob did not have good starts to the season. No. And they charged their way up. Oh, yeah. Uh, Gecko, of course, in 12th. Um, <laughs> Russ, though, this is funny. Uh, over 100. It's a 167-point difference. Russ is down on Gecko. Finished above him. <laughs> finished above him. That's funny as shit. Uh, Taylor. Hashtag, I'm sorry, parenthesis, Alessa. <laughs> Finished in 13th. Uh, Alberto down to 14th. Kenny in 15th. And the famous password forgetter, Chris yeah. Firecock, dead last, fantasy golf, my friend. Mm. Uh, I figure my idea, I thought, uh, we'll talk about it at our, our pre-season uh, production meeting in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. I think that we do um, emails for all the kind of bullshit tournaments, mm-hmm. but the masters, the players and the PGA championship, we had a fucking phone call. I love it. I love it. <laughs> what do you think about that? Yeah. Has to call in <laughs> and tell us his, how he got on. No, he just gave you know, his, his perfect prognostication <laughs> of those tournaments. I think that'd be brilliant. Burn. He can't say album, but he can say prognosticate album. <laughs> or picture uh other big shout out to uh one mr uh, j business i was just about to get to yeah. that winner in, what yeah in the open league uh which was not drafted this is your nor your standard um transfer budget yeah. league Spend i guess you call it yeah. yeah uh jb won that one with an even very impressive even 2400 wow never seen anyone finish on an even number before like that yeah, just a nice round 2,400. Lindsay, uh, Her Highness, in second place there, uh, beating out Jeet, um, uh, Jeet Singh by that number is nine points. Which So that was very close race yep. for second and third, uh, which was awesome. And uh, Jeet uh, does brilliant, brilliant work on our uh, closed Oh, big group. time. He, he puts up some fucking fag- some fire memes. Fantastic shit. It's Absolutely great. does. Love it. Absolutely does. Uh, so, and if you want to find that, uh, it's actually very simple. Just search Drunkard United FC on Facebook, and you'll find the closed group. Uh, request to join it, <laughs> like the show's uh, regular page, DU Football Show, and you will find and uh, uh, getting yourself an invite. Yep, uh, to that love league. to have you. Yep, love to have you. That's where most of the hashtag bands uh, come in. As Excellent. the kids say, Mel. Well, that's gonna. They're uh, not, they're you're not saying that. You're just. You're gonna push that one because you said it once, and now it's like, well, gotta stand by that one. Put it on Friday's post on the old Instawebs. Next time I see Tegan. I know. Hey, do you say Bance? Yeah. No. No, she's not mm-hmm. British. <laughs> you gotta ask a British kid. Anywho, that's gonna wrap it up, boys and girls. Sammy, any parting words? Yeah, Sergio Aguero. We gotta get to it. We gotta Fucking talk amazing. about it. What a career. Yep. Um, displaced Thierry Henry is the highest scoring foreigner in the Premier League ever. Mm-hmm. 
um, and is right up there on the list uh, in terms of top goal scorers, period. An amazing career. Uh, obviously brought City their first Premier League title on the final day of the season. Scoring, his goal. Yeah, it was his goal against QPR. In the um, death. Like- and the very famous Martin Tyler commentary. Aguero! Pretty just, fantastic. Yeah, it's a special, special moment. Um, that will go down in history. Uh, obviously, had we didn't really talk about them. The final two goals against you, mm-hmm. uh, which were great. Listen to the radio today. Somebody emailed in. They picked the perfect safe time to go to the toilet without having to be around anybody. They mm-hmm. were at the stadium. They emailed into one of the shows I listened to and uh, missed his final goal in a Manchester City shirt because uh. <laughs> they were taken away. Before everyone else tried to take away. Oh, man. And then that way they could also get back to the trophy lift and not miss that. But he saw the first one. The guy said he did see the first goal. He also did have a shot at a hat trick. (laughs) Pickford saved him on a dead to rights one-on-one. Yeah. Oh, I almost left on a hat trick. But just what a a storied player, somebody that works ever so hard for (laughs) Manchester City that, that didn't, on the face of it, should not actually fit into... A Pep Guardiola team, no, but worked very hard, does and did, and uh, it's brought City, you know, a ton of trophies. And and what a what a player, <laughs> just very special. Diego Maradona's son-in-law, I believe. I think yeah. they're still married. And uh, 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 Maradona's daughter and Sergio Aguero. Pep Pep said it best as he was wiping away the tears in his presser. Um, they said, "So now you you know it's football. You got to move on, and you have to replace them." And he just said, like I said, with tears in his eyes, said, we don't replace him. You can't replace him. He's irreplaceable. Didn't you, you see me for the last him. six months? I've been playing without a striker. You yeah. literally can't replace him. Yeah, you can't <laughs> I changed my him. entire tactical system yeah. <laughs> to play without him so, because you cannot replace him. So kudos kudos to you, sir. Um, a, a legend in the Premier League and uh, will always be remembered. It's going to be great 40 years from now when you talk about City winning the Premier League on that goal, and it'll still be as magical as it was the day that it happened. Absolutely. I, I love the the commentary. Um, the, the Martin Tyler commentary is fucking awesome. He's oh, one of the brilliant. best commentators it's there brilliant. is anyway. But the, that commentary just sends chills down your spine. And I, I hate Manchester City. Um, but it's, it's, it's one of the most special moments in the league uh, that, that there's been. So just well done to him. You know, that this is why it's the best league in the world. You have players like this coming in and making themselves legends. And even if they don't really do press conferences for real, yeah, they don't really or at least let on that they don't really speak the language. And they, But somehow still just ingrain themselves in the club. And it's, mm-hmm. it's, just, it's very special to see. And uh, it's, it's very, very cool. Well, thank you very much for joining us, boys and girls. Uh, next week, we're going to do our wrap-up show. We're going to talk about our predictions, which we probably got completely wrong. I believe... I beat Sam two to one in our first season and Sam beat me two nil in our second season. Yep. So this so, will come down to what, uh, what actually happens. Here. Who, who picked the title winner? Yep. <laughs> you know, that's pretty, pretty much. much what it yeah. comes out to. But we, uh, <laughs> the, Oh, the other thing we're going to get onto is why Pep Guardiola right after praising Sergio Aguero said, yes, other, you know, players like this come and go when it's sad and it's very hard to replace them. And then some, for some reason mentioned Joe Hart, <laughs> <laughs> who he loaned twice <laughs> <laughs> and then sold. So we will uh, actually brought in a very old Claudio Bravo to play in front of him. Yep. 
Yeah, we're going to deep dive on that next week. <laughs> All right. So next up is injury time where we're going to recap uh, the Ibs Cup uh, draw, which unfortunately no go so good. Nope. Um, it and- did no go so good. Neither did the St. Johnstone's manager's celebration in the locker room. Heard. Very good. Well, we'll talk about that. We'll also talk a little bit about uh, the League One, League Two, and the most expensive game in all of English football, the championship playoff match, which are all still to be played this week, along with uh, take a little look at the uh, Champions League and Europa League finals because a bunch of fucking English teams are in that. Absolutely. And should you want to check out Injury Time, Sam, how would one go about doing that? Not just Injury Time, Sam. As long as you sign up to the top two tiers, the $5 and the $9 tier, you'll also get Soundcheck, which is our pre-show, literal Soundcheck, and it's usually quite funny. You normally need to do the plug you, of where you find can it. Can I swallow spit first? Uh, you're just out of turn, Jesus and I'm a little Christ. taken back by it. So, just go to your internet browser of choice and type in www.patreon.com backslash show. And as I said a second ago, sign up to one of the top two tiers. You'll get both extra shows. And if you do the $9 tier, you'll also get a little something extra. That's three in a row that he's fucked up, isn't he? We're burnt out. <coughs> Heard. Which, speaking of that. Yes. Uh, the, <laughs> mo- the month of June, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you will not be hearing us on the regular shows. We won't be doing live content each week. We We're going to re-release tired. a couple of our old shows, but you know, we've been doing this for three years every fucking week straight. We are tired. I got to take a chicken to Dubai. <laughs> so, oh, you're the chaperone? I mean, if I can get away with it. I got to ask Kitty. I have a bad feeling neither of them are coming back. The <laughs> Please. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, no, we're just tired, man. We're tapped out. So we're going to re-release a couple of our old shows uh, that uh, are still relevant, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, so you'll be hearing those instead of us live every week. So uh, you'll have a chance to check those back out. Uh, still get in touch with questions when we do come back uh, in July. Uh, we'll be, do the best that we can to answer those questions to... You know, to to stay in touch and do all those sorts of things. And I'm, we will email and DM back while we're off. But um, if you want to hear us live and talk about new shit, just hit that Patreon because they are getting an extra show a week from us. So all throughout June, going to be mostly booze based yep. too. So ought to be fun. As you see what we're like at, as actual professionals. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> we're both professional. Well, one of us is a professional. Till next week, everybody. That would have been job. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right day, yay, the fucking Gooner Graham. Stoke of a lord. Straight and short, Sam Grammy. Sam Graham. Get the fucking new button.